0: everybody welcome back to All the right. jesse nyberg podcast today we have on caroline super cool designer for, that i found through instagram and over in uh, elliot's discord and whatnot and super excited to talk to her so let's get into it how's it going
1: oh hello hi i'm very good how are you
0: pretty good what time is it over there for you
1: It it is almost 9 p.m
0: oh, okay and you're in germany right
1: Yes, central, uh, central Germany, central Europe in Germany. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that where you go to school at?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: But um, right now it's all online or what?
1: Yeah, it's all online. I've only seen my uni once, and one last year. But the past semester has been online, and this semester as well, which kind of sucks, but it's
0: yeah. fine. Yeah. Are you still like um? I guess on track to like go back or are you already going to finish? Do you think by the time uh, like they open I don't up or know. whatever?
1: The thing is I only started studying last year um, and people always get surprised when I tell them that because I turned 22 around the time I started, but um something's sort of got in the way. So I couldn't really study any earlier, but so far it's been okay. And I think I'm definitely going to finish my studies where I'm currently studying. Yeah,
0: that's cool. And over there, it's like, uh, is it the same as uh, the U.S., I guess, where it's like four years usually around?
1: Yeah. The thing is, we don't really have a set time because I know a guy that has been studying. He's in his 14th semester, which means he's been studying for like 10 years or whatever. Um, and he's still undergrad. Um, but yeah, roughly it's still like three and a half to four years.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because, like, over here, it, it seems like you never know. Like, some people finish, like, right away four years, and I had some people when I was in college, like, there for, like, six years or whatever, like, depending on yeah. whatever their situation was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've so, met some of these people, too, but I talked to the guy before, and he explained that he just really enjoys studying because the courses, there is are so much fun to him, and he's going to miss being at uni when he graduates, so yeah. he's going to drag it
0: out as much as you can yeah when i graduated i i remember thinking you know in college or uh uni when uh i was there i remember having like stressful times or being like worried about some of this work and then i realized once i graduated and started working more that it's really easy you know and it's like some of the more chill times that you're gonna have like you know like i i feel like a lot of older people say like oh, it only gets harder or whatever, and, and you just tell them, like, yeah, whatever, like, that's just what you yeah. say, but they're right, you know?
1: The thing is, the German school system is a bit weird, so I kind of have to go into that to explain more why I'm at uni and stuff. So, um, I got a high school degree, and after that, I went to a college and did media design there mm-hmm. um, for three years, and when I said. I go to uni most of my teachers were like oh my god you're so lazy how are you gonna survive there like uni is so hard and uni has been the most relaxing but fun experience I've ever had in my life it's so much fun but it's also not stressful at all which I'm very glad about
0: yeah yeah when I was in high school they would always um I kind of got in trouble a lot for like uh talking and like always kind of not paying attention in class because even though I would do all the work but I was kind of like a smart ass in that way and the teacher would always say something like they're not going to go this easy on you in college or like you better get ready for college because if you're not listening they're just going to skip right over you and I remember being in college and everyone was so much like more chill and they didn't even get mad at you or anything because it was just more like you're paying for it so do whatever you want you know
1: Like, uni is so much more relaxed. I honestly didn't expect it because my teachers made it sound so scary in college. Yeah. But honestly, uni is just so much fun. Like, I really regret going there at all, even if it's kind of annoying to do it from home with COVID and all, but it's fun still.
0: So when you say college, um, I think it might just be like a term thing that we're differing on, like from Germany to here. So uni is like, I think what I'm describing as college. And then what are you saying is college, like high school that I'm saying? or? You went to two mm, yeah, different. Yeah, it's kind
1: of like a continu- Yeah, it's kind of like a continuation of high school, but with more of a focus, I guess. Okay. On the subject and in my case that was media design.
0: So when you were in like uh, the media design, how old were you?
1: I think I started that at sixteen or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. I took a gap year, but then yeah, I was sixteen. I think.
0: Yeah, I've like heard about stuff like that. that's edge. cool. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I'm not really
1: sure because it's been a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the time kind of blurs and everything. That that that's Yeah, um, I'm just
1: like, whoa.
0: I always wondered because whoa. in Germany I feel like that's really cool. I wish we had a system like that. Like even when you're in high school, like mm-hmm. 16, 17, you get to um already like get a focused thing. You know, over here, it's like yeah. you're still just doing math and English and history or whatever, like all the way till you're 18, you know. And if you don't go to like what your year, what yours would be uni, then you don't get to ever like focus on one thing. You, so it's like it's cool they do it earlier because you get to figure out what you like, not just like the same old bullshit, mm. you know.
1: Yeah. The thing is, I did it a bit differently than some of my friends in uni did it because um, I chose to go to college with a focus on design. But some of my friends, they graduated a bit later than me but um, they didn't have a focus on design or something and they just went straight into uni mm-hmm. and uh, some of them are completely overwhelmed but they're settling Yeah. so I guess I'm just a bit more relaxed because I already kind of know how it's going yeah but um, yeah
0: yeah and that's comforting to because you probably feel like a lot more um, like at ease and confident in some of this work because you already knew like you like design a lot of people the stress comes from doing all this work and trying to still figure out like what they even want to do, you know? I knew, had some friends in college, yeah. we were already on like our third year and they were still like switching like majors and stuff and like trying to figure out what they like. I was like, I switched a little bit my first year, but I was grateful to be like where I liked design from the beginning for the most part and saw it all the way through.
1: Because I watched the episode you did with Cal Loren and I've been watching them for a while and I thought it was really interesting that they started out with fashion design because the way they do graphic design just makes so much sense. And to think that they would have almost graduated as a fashion designer is so strange, but it makes sense in the end. Like graphic design just makes sense um, in their kind of special case. Yeah. Like for some people, I guess it just takes a while to find their path and that's not a bad thing at all.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense. Like how you said, it 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 kind of uh, all connects because they do a lot of merch design, you know. So it's almost like a mixture of graphic and fashion design in a, in a sense. So did you learn? Like I really like the way that you use type in like your posters, and I think you have like a strong grasp of layout and type, and like you just have a a style that I think a lot of people like. And I was wondering, did you learn a lot of that stuff in uni, or is this? like project that you do the daily posters what taught you kind of all these skills
1: i learned quite a bit in college but i think i don't know for the most part i would consider myself to be self-taught because i started Hmm. doing graphic design when i was like 15 or 14 with like a correct version of photoshop i got from tumblr or something yeah and um so i've kind of pretty much just followed all the tutorials made extremely bad k-pop graphics and (laughs) um i kind of just learned from there like it's been a process um but it kind of started developing more into the direction that i'm now when i researched for my uni portfolio we had to do a specific portfolio for the uni i applied at Mm -hmm. and i always i kind of just wanted to do something music related because i'm really into the whole like gothic rock kind of thing and i wanted yeah. to pick up on that and um so that's kind of how the really greedy style i have now evolved it all evolved pretty much from experimentation from doing a lot of research on how media looked in the 80s for example when they still did fan things that were made in like copy shops in a day or something like that yeah so i kind of just really like that
0: yeah, your style definitely has the um, look of where they used to be printing Xerox on the colored like construction paper rather than flooding like the background with ink, you know, and we used to, yeah. some of my friends that in, in uh, college, they did this thing called, um, they do this stuff called like Perfect Dark, which is like a house music like collective and we would, they would print the p- designs on the Xerox on the colored paper and the blacks always looked so nice compared to like a normal inkjet printer or whatever
1: it does work it does look really good
0: cool. yeah but
1: like we got a copy shop for a while and there were like people that were like i don't know they were i'm not trying to sound insulting or anything but they were a bit older so they uh had me run off the copy machine and like um like scale up some graphics they had and like cut up a piece of paper with like a font it and stick that on there and that's how they made posters or something for their local events or something yeah and that wasn't even that long ago that was like t- 2016. It was always pretty cool that you could do design still in such a rather analog way
0: mm-hmm. yeah i just
1: think it looks really cool i think it, i don't know it don't sound like pretentious because it, for me it has a bit more soul than just like doing something in word and printing that out
0: yeah yeah, that's interesting. My uh, professor, I've, I've told this before, but he said uh, the only thing you needed to be a designer when I was growing up was an exacto knife and like some construction paper. <laughs> and he said that they would make crazy posters just cutting out shapes and like hand setting type. Either they cut it out or they would use um, like letterpress, which I think is like something super cool that I want to get into. But a lot of those analog um not strategies analog like mediums they're becoming a lot more expensive to use so like if you just want to experiment you don't know what you're doing it's pretty expensive to just try to do like letterpress or like some different like screen printing and stuff because you need all the gear or you need a place that will allow you to use their stuff
1: yeah exactly and that's kind of why i sort of learned how to do it i used to try to get it done with my dad's inkjet printer Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized, oh no, it doesn't come out the way that the big Xerox machine at my previous workplace had it. Yeah. Um, but I, but I feel like I came pretty close to how it looked in the past because I just really, I just really, really love how it looks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. And what, what made you want to do the, um, poster like every day type of thing?
1: That was a fun story. I talked about it with my friend. I talked to her about it when the first lockdown started, like March last year, I think it was. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, I've been following these people like Roy Cranston or Travis Kane for such a long time. And they did all these awesome posters, like every and I was just so impressed. And I kind of just wanted to see if I could do it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just did it <laughs> like I went in there having act- like absolutely no knowledge of how Instagram works, how all the mm-hmm. Instagram design works that works like i have absolutely no knowledge of that and all it all kind of came with time like i was just starting out like um trying out to the lewis moss did the guy that does city solar club yeah and i kind of just got addicted to like recreating them um the ink bleed and yeah that's kind of just- yeah oh my god that was such a game changer it was an entire game changer for me
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a super cool dude. I'm about to uh, talk to him in a, probably like about a month on here. Uh, he, he has like... Oh, that's awesome. He, him and um, the, that dude Tom from Dread Labs I referenced and then Cal as well are some of my biggest inspirations when it comes to creating like video content like YouTube and stuff like that because before I discovered them, everything on YouTube that was designed was just very like traditional like tutorials that it seemed like were all made like by Adobe Like they were just so clean and like the the people presenting them that you didn't really come for them. Like they had no you weren't feeling that they were making it. It just felt like an AI generated like tutorial or something. So they gave me inspiration to add flavor to it like that.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Like I was surprised when I saw the tutorials that lewis Moss did because they were like really contemporary in a way. Like mm-hmm. they weren't like these basic Adobe tutorials that you mentioned, but they were like really cool stuff that is actually very easy to do, like stuff like the bitmap effect that blew up over the past six months or something. Yeah. And also the bleed tutorial, like you love stuff with these techniques. Like you don't have to follow them exactly, but you can still with them and it's really cool that he shows how to do it in such a easy way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's crazy about the ink bleed stuff specifically is like, I could probably, I can't even count how many times I've seen someone make like a reel about that now, you know, it's probably like 30 reels and TikToks I've seen. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. You want to grow, but why do you want to just, someone already made this, you should just be giving them the love and directing people to it, you know, not trying to, it's not like he invented that or anything, but I feel like it's like I have I try to have like a common respect for other creators and not try to act like I'm oblivious to like those other things already existing, you know?
1: Yeah, um, I get a lot of questions about how to do the complete effect because I started doing reels mm-hmm. and I kind of love one. So I got a lot of questions. On like every post I get asked, can you show me how to do the ink bleed effect? And I always leave people back to the Lewis Moss tutorial. Yeah. Because he explains it way better than I ever could and his tutorial is enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sticking with that opinion.
0: Yeah, that's good. Because yeah, it's just
1: so easy to follow.
0: Yeah, for sure. And sp- and speaking of that, the reels, um you were I I saw you kinda talking on Instagram, kinda plotting and saying, like, yeah, I'm gonna make some soon, like just wait. And I was curious to see what was going to happen because I knew that you did like that story in the past kind of about your strategy. And I remember following it one time to do something for like a poster I made with the like stippling, the graphic pen and all that. And then uh, I was like, this is probably going to be big. Like I guarantee like I was thinking she's probably going to get at least like a hundred thousand or something. And then I remember you making it it picked up and then I just saw it like blow up and I was like, yep, I knew that was going to happen because everyone's going to want to Replicate that effect. You definitely like once you solidify a style online, which is like hard to do in the first place. People want to know how to do it because it feels like it's like a magic, you know, or secret or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in the beginning, I was I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do a tutorial on it because I was like, yeah, that's my style, and I don't really want people to copy it. But then I started to think about it more, like, what the fuck, I got this. I read online or something like why should I not share how to do it? So I did and I have to admit I did it out of convenience because I got so many questions on how to do it and I used to type it out every single time how to do it. Yeah. And then I was just like, okay, I'm when people ask, I can just send that to them and um I don't have to type anything anymore. And um I think when I last checked it, it was at like three hundred thousand views or something. Yeah. Um and that was pretty wild. Like, my Photoshop interface is all in German. Like, I didn't even think of it to English because I didn't think it would, like, blow up that much. And I got so many questions, like, oh, my God, like, why is your Photoshop not in English? Like, what kind of language are you speaking? And I was just like, I don't know. I didn't think it meant yeah. so many people. that <laughs>
0: That's so funny because I remember seeing it too and thinking like I hope I wonder if people are gonna is that gonna be like a barrier but everything's still in the same like order so you just kind of like go off like kind of count like one two three four five and see like how far it is on the drop down menu but that's cool like I think that it's cool that designers now especially like I feel like we've all in the maybe 25 to like 28 and below we've kind of uh, became a lot more giving and like non gatekeepy with like just design and techniques. And like people have realized that if some you don't have to like keep something secret, it's not like just because you show someone how to do something, it doesn't mean like they're going to steal all your clients and you're not going to be you anymore. You know, people are still going to come yeah. to you for you if they want your work. It's if if they're going to someone else because they do the same thing as you, then they didn't really want it in the first place. They just wanted someone that could copy that style or whatever
1: yeah exactly like i was kind of scared of people doing that in the beginning but then i realized like they won't probably ever do that because my style is so it's gotten pretty experimental since mm-hmm. i did it like it's not only just like the fake photocopy. like i want to be making punk scenes kind of thing but you know it's kind of gotten a bit weirder so i was like ah, nobody's gonna copy that like um maybe people can do whatever they want and it's been pretty cool to see what people have been doing with it i've gotten tagged in a lot of posts and it was just really awesome to see how people use that effect in ways Mm -hmm. i would have never thought of to be honest
0: yeah that's cool and i didn't
1: even come up with it i just explained how to do it (laughs) yeah
0: definitely and your stuff like um i feel like you know with the stamp effect and like the whole page is very like cohesive i was trying to look back kind of as far as i could and it doesn't seem like there's that much um before when you started doing that so when did that actually happen like maybe like 30 or 20 into like the daily is that when you kind of started doing that
1: i think i think i started doing it a bit earlier on like i think on my first week when i started Point alien. I was just like, oh, I'm not gonna overdo it. Like this effect is so easy to use, so I'm trying to not slap it on everything, and I'm um, gonna try to use more But then I kind of realized that I had more fun like doing the whole fake photocopied kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So I I was just trying to see how far I it like how far I could go with it. So yeah, that was kind of how it started. Like in the beginning, I was trying to not use it too much, but now it's like everything. <laughs>
0: yeah but it's hard to um not want to use something when you like it it has like kind of and it's almost like infinitely scalable and also people are liking it too so it's like you know like don't fix it if it isn't broken type of thing and then it's obviously worked
1: yeah, exactly
0: uh what um
1: yeah, exactly like it's a win-win
0: thing. what was that
1: uh it's a win-win kind of situation because yeah, yeah. i like what i'm doing and people on instagram like what i'm so yeah, oh, that's even better.
0: Definitely. I think you said it a little bit earlier, but I wasn't entirely clear. How did you come across like that specific strategy in the filter gallery? Like, It seems like something kind of random to come across like that.
1: Uh, I have to go back a little bit because I was doing my uni portfolio. And because I didn't have like access to the whole Xerox machines and stuff, I was trying to find out how to do it as close to the original as I could. Mm-hmm. and i was just like reading tutorial after tutorial after tutorial and then i came across one i don't even know where it was from it wasn't some random website and it was a video on the explaining how to do it and i tried it out for myself and i was like oh my god why aren't more people using that effect it looks so good <laughs> like yeah. why didn't this blow up on design Master instead of like before or something i don't know yeah. people just weren't using it i guess
0: Yeah, because it's it's almost like at first glance, it can be kind of equated to like a threshold or something of that sorts. But it's a lot more um, like it's almost like less detailed, but it's more detailed in the way that there's more way more points. But it's also there's a lot more negative space than you would get from like flooding an area with like black. It's almost like a um, yeah, the Xerox like scan. But it also reminds me of like stippling like with just like traditional like a micron pen and just going in and tapping in all the details
1: yeah i think that's a very interesting effect because like it's yeah like when you zoom in you can see like all the dots but once you zoom out you see like a cohesive image and i think that's a very interesting effect and most people don't really notice that at first glance but i think it's a very cool effect because you can create like a bit more shading and depth then you could if cho- you just use like threshold or like a simple ripped edge filter or something like that. Yeah. It just definitely. like that. It gives a bit more detail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And it also helps it. It is a weird, um, like science to it where like the more you zoom out of it, it's almost like the more realistic it looks cause it starts to all blend together and look more like a normal photo. I remember using it, using like your strategy, working on a poster and I, you know, you put it on like the, um, background for Instagram because I didn't make it in the right like a uh, dimension so I had to put it on like the black background style and then I remember zooming it out and it looked way different it's like well, how it is with like bit mapping like once you get too far out it looks like there's not even an effect on it almost
1: I, and I personally really like that because from far like on your Instagram feed like when you just see it on the explore page it's just it kind of just seems like one big blob but if you click on the post and you scroll a person uploaded a detailed picture as well. You can mm-hmm. really see how detailed it is. And I personally really like that. Like, I think it gives a very cool effect.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of like a surprise. Like, you get more than what what you thought you were getting into when you first uh, clicked through. Mm. Do you have a lot of people yeah. um, coming? Like, like have you gotten a lot of client inquiries for that specific look so far? Or I would think that you would.
1: Not really any. That were particularly serious.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it it's still Instagram, so. Trying
1: to get the job done, and something, and most, of the time I say no to that, um, because I don't know. Stuff like lowballing is a big thing on Instagram. Like, I don't think personally my rates are that. High, but um, I quote people my rates, and then they would go, "Oh, but I know a guy that does it for like hundred sixty dollars," and then I'm just like, "Okay." So tell
0: me that (laughs) yeah the worst um like the worst thing to ever be said is that like I know this person or my cousin or my brother said it's cost this much and it's like then go have your fucking that guy do it you know why are you even talking to me if you already had that figured out you know like if you're I hate when like I try to get like pessimistic about it and like I want to have a positive like non-toxic relationship between like designers and clients but some people like I don't think they're doing it intentionally but it's so rude to say like oh I want this and then you and then you give them like a rate and they're just like they they get like weird like they'll get like offended like well whatever like it's not even worth that much anyway or something and it's like that's like that's so mean you know if you really want it it shouldn't (laughs) be like about it but that's like the most stuff you're getting
1: actually yeah, like most of the time, it's just DMs of like, I don't know, most of the time I have the feeling that people don't even know what they're asking for. Um, it's always yeah. like, uh, you know, what's what's your quote for a t-shirt? But then I have to know, like, is it just for yourself? Are you trying to sell it through your mm-hmm. shop? And mm-hmm. then when I'm trying to begin to find out exactly what the person is wanting to do with the design I'm supposed to create, for them, I usually get ghosted. <laughs> and uh, I can't even quote them a price. Like, I would love to work with more people, but when I try to dig in and find out what they want, like usually I don't even get a response to that. And that's pretty frustrating. So I don't know. I'm trying to stay away from doing commissions and Mm -hmm. just focus on uni and, um, trying to keep up with what's going on on Instagram at the moment.
0: Yeah. And it's probably healthier. Like if you're not worried about, um, growing like freelance right now or anything, like you don't really need to bother entertaining all those DMS and stuff the uh, um, I thought of something when you were saying uh, they don't know what they want and what I usually do if I get an inquiry to see if it's like serious or not on Instagram I tell them I need to know this this is blah 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 like whatever I tell them and I say email me the information about the project and then if if they can even have enough like effort to go to another you know like app and type in the stuff in an the email then even something that small makes me know that they're more serious about it so either they won't email me yeah. or they will. And then I know I have my answer either way. Either they're serious or they're not. And once they're in the email, it's all—it's like an 80% like success rate from Instagram. It's like an 80% not going to happen failure rate, you know?
1: Yeah. Like the stuff I get sent on via DM on Instagram has been so weird. Like I really appreciate Asking me if I could design album covers for them, but it gets weird when they ask for my phone number so they can send me the track via WhatsApp, <laughs> yeah. and I usually just completely say no to that and just like, sorry, I'm not doing commissions. Uh, please yeah. don't. Fine.
0: That's funny. So um, yeah. Speaking of like <laughs> you, you, you've been doing this stuff every day, and obviously, like I've seen you kind of have a nice like exponential growth on Instagram. And it's well-deserved because I think creating a poster every day is like a challenging task, especially while you're going to school and doing other things. How do you like stay inspired to do this every day without either getting burnt out or just like not enjoying it at some point?
1: Uh, the thing is, it comes in ways. It's, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of addicted to designing, as bad as it sounds, but I just can't go a day without not making a poster or, like, create something. And I've just been doing it for so long that when I think about ending the project, like, tomorrow or something, like, it would feel, like, weird. And it even feels weird thinking about ending it in, like, three months. That's when Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be finished. And I don't know. Like, I had a bit of a burnout phase, like, earlier this year because I know when, like my final submissions for uni they started piling up and i was just like oh my god all these people want stuff from me like i don't know what i'm doing with my life right now and um yeah that's that's been a bit hard on my mental health so i had to take a two-day break actually and uh, that felt pretty good and i came back feeling pretty refreshed and like ready to take on the rest of the project but yeah i don't know i guess just having a it really helped me like I have a set time for each day and I'm just gonna sit down like two hours that's my time frame and I'm just gonna do something Mm -hmm. (laughs) how far I can take that
0: how um when do you usually work on that stuff is it like uh do you try to get it done before other responsibilities or do you do it later in the day
1: um, I'm mostly try to get it done like later in the day. Like my posting time is usually around 6 PM. Mm-hmm. So I try to start at around like three to 4 PM, depending on what I have to do that day. Yeah. Like when I don't have classes at the time, like I can just do that and it's fine. Yeah.
0: yeah I, what I thought would be cool. Cause you're planning on, um, finishing like after the four year, right. Or do you plan on continuing it?
1: I don't know yet. Honestly, I see how you feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to feel like that's kind of the thing I love about posting daily because I have so much like flexibility in what I can do. Yeah. And um I kind of just want to keep the flexibility to my Instagram account as a whole. Like I can just I don't know i just want to have the space where i can just do like whatever i want and people just have to deal with the fact that i'm uploading it yeah and um yeah i really like that but i'm just gonna see how i feel honestly like i can't know how the uh, how the future is gonna look mm-hmm. at this point
0: why well, have you ever um considered like doing i don't i don't know if you have if you can correct me if i'm wrong but have you considered doing like prints or anything like that
1: i had like an imprint print shop but i quickly realized that this isn't the right thing to do because um of, like COVID thing with the u.s postal service and stuff like that and it's not working that well with like international shipping so mm-hmm. i've been trying to figure out how to do it in a well uh, in a way that's like okay for all the people that live in europe and stuff but the imprint thing uh, i'm not sure <laughs> Yeah, I want to sell actual prints in the future but I just do not know in which capacity at this point
0: yeah and it's always like I spoke about this with um, my last guest and like those sites are like accessible and I think that they work for a lot of types of um, different creators but as a designer I feel like you want like the quality control of printing yourself and like not having to worry about yeah like That stuff's easy because there's no risk. They print as you make them. But if you know, then you can kind of gauge that people are going to want them. You're able to, you know, print 10 or 50 or 100 and know that they'll all be sold and you can sign them yourself and send them out and actually know what it looks like, especially when you're doing this like such specific style. You don't want it to come off like weird and be like glossy or have like a weird border or anything like that.
1: Yeah, no, and that's kind of what I realized about imprint because they sell the, the glossy prints with borders, and it doesn't work that well with my style, so I've been trying to figure out how to do it, and also, a thing I really like is, like, putting little gifts in for the people that are because the prices are going to be high, because I do all the quality control. Like, I'm very annoying in that sense, because I come sort of from a, from a printing background, so I kind of know how a poster should look and feel and especially with the like very specific thing that I do Mm -hmm. but also I just think it's neat to give people a little little thank you some candy or like some stickers or something and um, that's something you don't have with these on-demand platforms but something you can do if you go with the do it yourself kind of thing
0: yeah definitely and I think um, with your style it would be cool to figure out the palette of all the colors that you use and actually get that paper and then isolate the black on the file and then just just print it on there like as the way that what you're trying to replicate, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh my God. That would look so sick. (laughs) I really got to get into that at some point, but right now it's just pretty tough with everything being closed Mm -hmm. with another lockdown coming up locally and, yeah, it's all going a bit slower than I would like it to be.
0: <laughs> yeah. One thing I thought that would be really cool that you could do is, um, if you don't want to bother like choosing which things to print or f- trying to figure out like what, um, what's like what people want, you can, it would be cool if you compiled the entire like daily, uh, designs all into like a, uh, book, you know, and then just sold that like a big photo book and like, uh you can do it like with the cool backgrounds and everything like black background or there's this book um called like fucked up and photocopied or something like that and it's like all these old punk posters and stuff and it uh they do it like that like it's just scanned in like flyers from like the la punk scene and like uk and everything and i was thinking like if you did a cool layout like that with your stuff like not only just have each poster be clean on the page, but have like everything around it feel like in that vibe. I think it could be really cool.
1: That would honestly be awesome. And I kind of, I just kind of send it out into the universe that I really wanted to have my whole project be compiled into a book because I saw another German artist do that Mm -hmm. recently. Like he published like a big book with like special colored pages and everything. It was like really fancy and everything. So I was like, Oh, How am I going to get
0: to that stage? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that it would, um, you can also, you know, go on Instagram and see, like, try to gauge interest beforehand, you know, so you know, like, if it's going to work out or if you could just print less, you know, even if you get one for yourself, I think it'll feel good to get all that hard work put into something that you can actually feel
1: yeah exactly because my style especially has like such an analog feel to it like Mm -hmm. it would be weird if i didn't do something like actually analog with it to be honest
0: yeah definitely
1: um so yeah Uh,
0: how do you um so
1: yeah a book has definitely been something i think about
0: yeah let me know if you do it because i'll get one even though it's gonna probably cost like 50 dollars from germany i'm super down because i like i like your work um
1: oh thank you i'm gonna see if that's possible
0: cool What kind of um, one thing I wanted to ask you, we were speaking a little bit beforehand about um, like MGMT and stuff. And I think you have a very like your style seems to stem like heavily from like a lot of music and like uh, like the punk zines and like kind of like a post-punk style. And I was wondering, like, Mm -hmm. what kind of music do you listen to mostly and how does that kind of influence The way you design and some of the elements and and wording and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, I listen to a lot of post-punk actually. Like Mm -hmm. I listen to so much music, but most of it is like in the post-punk genre. I really love bands like the Chameleons. I like listening to The Cure a lot. Yeah, and um, that's kind of just what's been on my Spotify most played playlist. And yeah, um, I guess that sort of influenced my work as well. Like um, I have a lot of poster is like themed for like gothic bands like I did ones for Sisters of Mercy for example which is like the most goth band imaginable even if the singer says they aren't goth but I'm just gonna say they are so (laughs) um do me Um, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's sort of what I listen to most of the time I guess right now my Instagram profile is more like a visualized playlist because I do so many music posters at this point
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I've seen you have like some definitely like uh, nostalgic and and things that remind me like like a lot of that post punk music. Like, uh, this shit's just cool, and I think that you captures a lot of that style into like just like the cool heavy bass lines and like the grunge like aesthetic of the entire scene, and it's cool to see like. Um like no I guess offense or anything to like everyone's doing their own thing and everyone like is uh trying to figure out what they're doing but I like when I see something that I don't see like exclusive like all the time in my feed like when I see your work it feels um like you've done a great job of I guess this is a long way of saying you've done a great job of solidifying a style right I, I see your work and I know Oh, that's Carolyn's like poster. I don't even have to look at the, the, um, oh. the description or any of that stuff. You know.
1: Oh, thank you. That's very nice to hear. And um, the whole post punk thing, I have to give a bit of credit to my dad because my dad was like a full on goth in the '90s and something. So that's the music I grew up listening to. And um, yeah, I've just I'm just kind of trying to pay homage to it. Like, trying to get as close to the 80s, 90s style as I could. And my dad said I came pretty close that, so I'm just going to trust for word. So I'm always happy to hear when people like what I do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's funny. Like, that's cool that he kind of said, like, he vouched for it. And it's interesting when people have their parents, like, what music, it seems like they either really enjoy it and respect it and it kind of shapes like a lot of their interests or they completely reject like the type of music that their parents like and they go on to the opposite side of the spectrum you know
1: yeah but for me i don't know i guess bands like the chameleons my ba- my dad used to listen to the chameleons a lot um and i don't know like subliminally that manifested in- itself to my most favorite band And, um, yeah, I've did a lot of posters for them because I just really like the band and it just feels really nostalgic. Yeah, Like, I don't know, it gives like a warm, comfortable feeling like, yes, that's a great album that I like.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely. Do you, um, when you're figuring out the design and like what you're going to do for one of these posts, do you start with, uh, the, what it's going to say or... The, the color or the the elements that are going to go in it. It seems like the type drives some of like, the concept heavily when I look at some of them.
1: Yeah, like I really enjoy working with typography. I didn't love it as much when I was in college, but once I realized the things you can do with type, the whole text manipulation thing, like you can make type wavy and stuff like that, you can stretch it, you can yeah. like make it smaller, you can do all kinds of things with type. And um, that's just something I really enjoy doing. Um, and yeah, most of the time, I don't know. I either listen to like a song, and I pick up a line I really like, and then try to put that into like a whole like tap- typographic kind of poster. Sometimes it's just a song title, and sometimes it's just something I overheard when I was like watching television or YouTube or something. Yeah, and that's kind of just how I try to translate the type, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, I also noticed, I don't know if this is intentional, but a lot of, I've seen scrolling through your, your catalog, a lot of the stuff has, um, like dogs in it. I felt like, is that on purpose?
1: That's on purpose because (laughs) I really love dogs. I can't have one at the moment and I'm very sad about that, but I really love dogs.
0: Yeah. That's, it's just funny to see. Cause you'll, you'll look through some of these more like dark and like, uh, imagery and you'll have like kind of like abstract like women and like uh, different figures that look like their shadows and things and you'll just see like a little dog pop up on like one of them you know and it's all happy
1: yeah like i did one with like a shiba inu dog and i put that into a little heart and it it was kind of just scrolling through one of these like dog sites where i get my pictures from and mm-hmm. i saw the image of the little shiba inu and i was like oh my god you are so cute i'm going to make you into a poster and yeah. that's kind of how i did that poster and it's kind of ironic like as you said like a lot of my work is like rather dark so it's i don't know if it's intentional or not, i'm trying to break it up at times but um i don't know i guess i just don't want to get have my sense of humor be lost in like all those of like dark uh, almost depressing stuff that I do like it's just here to remind you like hey everything's fine here's a little dog looking at you yeah. all as well
0: it's also like a nice uh, little splash of juxtaposition in the whole sense of everything and it's it's I like that you said yeah. uh, your sense of humor because at first glance you see all the stuff and it yeah it can be like more dark or um like Uh, eerie maybe is like a good word but then you look at like that with combination of some of the smaller type and also like what you write in the description and that like contrast and like juxtaposition as well is like pretty funny to see because it'll be like something real serious and kind of morbid and then the description will be you like talking about like something that's like some insecurity or like something funny and it's just like it helps, even though you're not on your page, like, in your face and stuff, it helps add, like, your personality to it, you know?
1: Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I try to be, like, a bit more serious and, like, not add captions, but then I realized like, I guess people really like reading those captions because sometimes the comments I get on my posts, they aren't even about the poster I made, but about the caption I wrote. Yeah. So I just kind of continue to to write, like, funny captions or something. At least I think they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday, I posted something where I used my favorite font, ariel again, and uh, I was remembering that in college, my teacher always used to say that my posters that I submitted that they were like fucking ugly. But then I remembered, like, at least I have a following on Instagram that looks at my posters, and <laughs> I thought that was funny enough to add that into my caption. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even know I have Instagram, but I just thought it was kind of funny
0: yeah that that's and that's a good point like I'm glad that you're not um like that doesn't like uh I guess affect you negatively like the professors and stuff because I I spoke with um some of the kids at my college that I went to is like AIGA club like their design club they were asking me questions and stuff it was like a zoom thing and I was telling them because I know the professors like they know what they're talking about and they know a lot and I really respect them for the things they taught me, but take it all with like a grain of salt as well. Like some of my most successful client projects and as well as like personal things that everyone liked, they were just like, this is too like not traditional or like, this is like, you're not supposed to do this. Like you shouldn't put that like type that way. And it's like, says who, you know, just cause that's what someone told you at some point. It's like, what does it
1: matter? Yeah. Yeah, exactly like you have so many options of what you can do with design like you can put it in like an ironic context or you can try like a specific kind of style and break that up and make something completely new out of it Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i'm trying to do and yeah like professors know what they're talking about of course but um yeah i guess this is still something you can't really discuss because you probably have a different taste in fonts than I have. So it's not really an objective thing to talk about and and something that you shouldn't take as seriously. Like you can, of course, listen to your professor's feedback. Like you should probably listen to Mm -hmm. it, but um, don't just up your dream of being a graphic designer because your professor doesn't like what you do. Like you're probably going to come across people that do appreciate and like what you do. Like, It's just the thing with taste, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's true because, like, um, some of the people that are, like, the biggest on... uh, in, like, our generation or whatever you want to call it, I don't... I think that my professors would, like, tear their shit up, you know? But, obviously, everyone likes it, so...
1: Yeah.
0: And once you know the rules, you can break (laughs) them however you want, pretty much.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, once... like I said. like once you know the rules you can break them you can play with them you can set up new rules for yourself like it's all very cool just have fun with it and, and um yeah like graphic design i guess it's being treated as a very serious thing but it's only serious if you make it serious like you can of course have fun with it um as you see on accounts like elliot is a cool guy like he does these pretty much well-designed memes like very well-designed memes and yeah. uh, people have looking at that and it's so bizarre to me when i think about that in the beginning he wouldn't be hired because he has no experience doing graphic design like he's obviously a very guy and i guess graphic design is becoming more non-traditional and i really enjoy seeing that because especially in germany it always has the sort of like elitist kind of vibe to it because you know like bauhaus was in germany like the germans did like all the cool innovative stuff like the swiss people did um Mm -hmm. the graphic design scene here is a bit more serious i guess so that's always kind of why i look more to like what american and international people like elliot are doing because so wild so much fun and there's just so much experimentation involved with it and that inspires me more than what a lot of like big german graphic designers are doing so yeah (laughs) that's
0: like uh that's wild to hear because i hearing you explain it makes sense on and like in the context of us talking about experimentation and stuff but i remember when i was in school and learning stuff and just like all the history of design i was always like man like america's fucking whack like all the cool shit's in like switzerland and germany and like they cared about i always ex- re- appreciated europe because even since the beginning of like design they actually put it to like the forefront and even in like advertising and wayfinding and signage and like the environment, everything was designed well. Like it took till like the like eighties and then like after all the postmodernism stuff in the nineties here for people to realize like simplicity and like, just like, you know, when we were first doing ads, like in the U S everything was just like, how can we manipulate the most and like shove the most stuff onto like an ad (laughs) and just like, make it so it's like an overload of just like gotta buy this like with little like crazy like splash effects and stuff and even in that time like germany and and, and all those uh like western europe um areas were doing like cool already like international type style and like swiss and it, i always liked that stuff
1: That's yeah, very pretty of course and it also makes a lot of sense because i guess the sort of like german swiss way of doing it is a lot of like clean typography fonts helvetica are used a lot and also like big images that are often like photo manipulated sometimes to mm-hmm. like send the message across and it's like, just a tiny little bit box of text sometimes but um it's, it's i mean it works of course like if someone would hire me to do something like that i would do it but um I, there's just not really a lot of room to play around with it and i guess mm-hmm. we would have to sort of try to break out of this like very established kind of style of how to do advertising for example because all these big German agencies pretty much do the same thing and I mean it works they get paid a lot for it and also their clients get a huge amount of money from these ads but Mm -hmm. like from a visual standpoint I'm seeing these ads and I think like oh that's that's not really inspiring me because they just kind of figured out how to do it right which is cool of course and they just kind of never really deviated from it there's just one way to do it and i guess people try to change it but um it wasn't that cool it seems because people still do it like they would have done it like in the 90s for example
0: yeah yeah that's interesting because um that as much as that stuff's good and like i was just saying like i really enjoy it it, it, you make a good point about they, it's like being comfortable, you know, like afraid to take a risk on something, and I always find it funny because yeah. I like I like that, and then I like the completely opposite, like punk thrashed, like grunge, hardcore, all the handmade DIY like shit. Like there's no in between. Like I either want it to look like that or the exact opposite, and I feel like the gray area is always tough for me, and that's why I'm trying to, what I, and what I think a lot of people are doing now is blend those two areas together and have really solid type and take all those fundamentals but then bring them over to a experimental world
1: yeah like i've seen a lot of like younger german agencies that like graduated from like all the good design schools in germany trying to push the whole branding thing a bit forward like make it cleaner but play around with it more in a way that makes sense like not having it be too minimal and be a bit more playful and like colorful at times. And I personally really enjoy seeing that, um, especially seeing that younger people um, yeah, feel freer to experiment more and like push the boundaries of like, what is given at the moment? Like, what is the way that people have always done it? Like, how can I change it up? How can I break out of it? And that's something I really enjoy seeing. And that honestly makes me very excited for like what my generation is going to do for like graphic design as a whole because it's changing so much
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's exciting for sure and i really like the sense of community i have felt and i don't know if it's only because of me growing and trying more to engage with people or it's also just like there's be- become a shift in the culture and stuff but the past like few years it's or maybe even like it could have been like COVID too like maybe even that like I feel so much more sense of community in the design world than I ever did before I think it's a combination of me trying more me doing YouTube me doing podcasts posting more on Instagram meeting more people you know my server on discord the type house stuff all that stuff like I think all together has just created like I don't know everything feels more connected even though we're all disconnected in real life
1: yeah like there have been like so many discord servers popping up from like um like there's one for neon. it's not that active but i still think it's cool that they made one like the House. that's been like a huge game changer for me because there are just so many people that just Throw whatever they made into that server and it doesn't even go through all like the curating pages or something that pick like very carefully what should be displayed on their page or not mm-hmm. but versus like neon lime or yours or the typos for example you can just see like what people are actually doing like um what designers are like what they're trying what they're experimenting with and that's really cool to see and also that people aren't afraid to show how they do stuff and like support each something I really like about like the whole Instagram design scene growing together on discord through all of these servers and I really appreciate that honestly
0: yeah definitely and it's it's well said like uh, I'm trying to base some of my like uh, ways of building out my own server um, in the way that the type house is I think that uh, Elliot has done a very good job in the mods and stuff over there about curating an environment that's uh comforting. And it, you have people that are like really looked up to and respected and you have people that are just starting and they're all treated with the same amount of respect and everywhere in between, you know? And I think it's good because some of oh, yeah. these like, uh, like elitism, like you were saying, like there's a lot of that in design and some of it feels like intimidating or like um, unsolicited feedback and like all the kind of negative things that come with the internet. Uh, I think that we're slowly like, at least in my bubble, crumbling some of that stuff down and rebuilding it in like a more cool and positive way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's what I love so much about being on Instagram because there are just all these people their own thing, like sure, there are trends that people are, of course, trying to jump on, like, that's just natural, like, you see a trend you think is cool, and you try it out for yourself, and you just can kind of evolve it into your own thing, and um, that's just kind of cool to see how some of these trends, like, these self-help graphics, for example, like, how they morph into something entirely different, just because someone thought, like, hey, it would be cool to do this and that with this thing, and that's just kind and it always evolves and it's just really exciting for me to see it through all of these platforms like the typos for example and yeah i really appreciate that Mm -hmm. because it's just an unfiltered view of what people are interested in at the moment and of what people just want to try out and design which is awesome in my opinion
0: yeah and like you're talking about seeing a lot of the people online and and these different trends and stuff um what, what type of people that you know on, on either on Instagram or just anywhere in the in the world inspire you the most? Is there anyone that you look up to in that way for
1: design? Oh, my God. I think a person I really looked up to um, when I was starting my poster project was definitely Travis Kane. Like he did all these amazing colorful posters on a daily basis. I think yeah. he only did it for like 240 days. And that was just insane to see how he managed to do all these crazy posters like daily and um I don't know I guess my inspiration comes from all over the place in the beginning I was inspired by like Harry Vincent I discovered him when I was um, researching for my portfolio and his stuff blew my mind because he did like all the cool like branding stuff that was cool at the time with like making triangle shaped stickers. And then you just put a bat on there and that spoke to me, obviously. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh my God, like, you can do that? So I really look up to Harry Vincent in that way because he managed to sort of combine this like very clean type of with something that's like very fun and like almost a bit gothic in a way without making it look tacky or something. Like I really, yeah. really look up to him in that way.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I just talked on him with the podcast last weekend. So that And be... I'm
1: extremely <laughs> excited to hear that. <laughs>
0: yeah. He was, um, uh, when, by the time this comes out, you'll be able to listen to that. So go and check that out. But he was, um, yeah. I've always looked up to him as well and, and I thought he was a talented designer and I've been talking to him a little bit more in the, uh, in this Twitter, like group chime in and stuff. And he's so nice and, 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 uh, supportive and like, he, he seems very secretive that we talked about it on the podcast like no one really has like he doesn't have like photos of himself and he's kind of just behind that red color you know that's like his, him but talking to him like he had such a cool personality and he was so nice and like we talked to for like the podcast was long but we even talked for like an hour after that we were just hanging out and like he was, he's a cool dude and I think yeah that episode is going to be good or was good I guess in past tense
1: Richard that, like I was freaking out because at the beginning of march he followed me back (laughs) and he's been liking a few of my posts and reels since then and i'm screenshotting this every time because it's i can't believe that harry vincent knows that i exist (laughs) and that he apparently likes what i do like that's so crazy because like people like him and elliot for example like i've been a long time and when i see that these people notice that someone fairly irrelevant as me exists like that's absolutely um but like I really appreciate it
0: <laughs> yeah. I really
1: appreciate meeting so many cool people and um I seem to give something back to them so
0: <laughs> yeah it's cool I'm happy you,
1: about that
0: you deserve it I think it, uh don't undersell yourself in that way that like oh I'm just I'm just me but it, you're 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 gonna be there especially like in a league with all these other people I think and I, oh yeah I, I feel the like same way <laughs> like I fangirl over stuff when Like I, there's people I've followed forever and I don't know why. I don't know if it's just me growing as a designer, the community, the podcasts every once in a while, you know, there's been five to 10 people that I've always followed and felt like they were unreachable and then they'll just like follow me back one day. So obviously they didn't know who I was before and then they just saw me somehow and I'm just like, if that feels good, you know, it feels, even though it doesn't matter, it feels, um, Like, you're doing something right, you know, because you can get easily discouraged Uh, and stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, Harry Vincent has been, like, a huge inspiration for me to sort of, like, push my style more into the direction where it's more. Mm -hmm. Because his stuff is, like, so clean. But he also has, like, all these very gothic elements. Like, I don't know, all these, like, medieval imagery. And he also used bats a lot in the past and i just thought it was really cool to see like how he how he did that Mm -hmm. because it's so clean and it's so dark and it's it's just so awesome to see what he's doing and how his content evolved over the past few years and i don't know i just feel very valid by him liking what i do (laughs) yeah that's good like he's very cool i really like his content and honestly i'm looking forward to the episode yeah um it's still to be like in the whole roster of people like uh Ken lauren and Elliot is a cool guy and even Nequox, uh, who's also someone i look up to in a way yeah Oh, so that's very awesome i'm very excited
0: yeah i mean it's i'm not i'm trying to keep it diverse and keep it open and I, if i if i like someone's work and i want them to talk to them i think that you had something to say you know I, it doesn't really matter to me like the um like the status or, or however you, you want to like explain it. You know, those people just happen to be, have followers, but everyone's, we're all just designers and creatives and photographers and artists, whatever. Like we're all just people and we all just can learn from each other and grow. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this stuff in the first place. Like I would like having these kind of conversations with people if they weren't recorded anyway, you know, somebody as well. And other people can learn from it. I get messages like, I never knew, like, it's like not like this is supposed to be, like, a learning thing. Like, we're just talking, you know, but people will say, like, for example, like, I never knew that's how they did this. Like, that's so cool. Like, I did, I never felt like I could ask them, and you asked them what I wanted to know, and that, that feels cool, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, I've been really enjoying the podcast, especially because there have been people that I don't know, for example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I've just kind of dived into it, like, not knowing these people, but then they would have, like, really cool things to say and that's something i really appreciate it so shout out to you for having such a a great podcast
0: thank you i appreciate it the the one last thing i want to ask you before we uh, get out of here and we get into the patreon q a stuff is what um what are your goals and plans like or creative pursuits that you have planned or have you even thought about it for after this daily poster thing
1: wow i think i'm gonna take like a one week break from posting but mm-hmm. i'm just gonna try to look like for another project to do like i like working on projects because my instagram is sort of like my whole big portfolio in a way because i just like show my work there in the best way possible i think yeah so i don't know i guess i'm going to decide on that very spontaneously like maybe i'm gonna continue to do posters or maybe i'm gonna also jump on doing self-help graphics even though i'm the least qualified person for that but yeah. um i don't know like cool to do more like music related stuff to do i don't know like bootlegs or something i don't know i'm gonna see but i'm definitely gonna continue to be on instagram for a while
0: cool yeah i'm, I'm excited to see what you do and everyone check out caroline uh, dot detail on instagram and We'll see what she does next. I'm sure it's going to be cool as well. And if you want to hear a little bit more, we're going to be doing a Q&A on the Patreon. So go check that out. Some little bit more deep dive stuff and some stuff you'll probably want to hear. And hopefully your question got chosen. And thank you so much. Uh appreciate you coming on, Carolyn.
1: Appreciate being here. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, cool. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.